HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. It's a lovely Monday in Brooklyn. I'm your host, Kathy Airway. This show is called Let's Eat In. And today we're eating in with a couple of cupcake, cupcake experts, which I'll introduce in just a sec. Um, this is, again, Heritage Radio Network. And today's show, um, uh, we wanted to mention that New York City's Craft Beer Week is just around the corner, beginning Friday, September 24th, and running through Sunday, October 3rd. Um, to kick off the annual series, Whole Food Markets, um, Bowery, which is one of our sponsors, is hosting a beer and food pairing event in the beer room. Oscar Blues is on tap, and Chef Jacques Gautier of Park Slips Palo Santo is cooking up one of his South American delights to a company. This is a great chef, great restaurant. I love it. Anyway, uh, food tasting goes from 5 to 7. We'll continue till 9 with a craft, craft week, beer week, passport. You get $3 off of a 64-ounce growler fill. Meet Chef Gautier September 24th and enjoy some of his tastes. All right, guys. Um, that sounds like fun. Anyway, um, we have, as I mentioned, the cupcake. I, I believe you guys are like known for having the best cupcakes Aww, in Brooklyn. That's sweet. No, uh, seriously. <laughs> and I'm looking at a, a beautiful box right now that they gave me. Ooh, yay. Okay, so it is, of course, Robicelli's. Thank you, uh, thank you so much for having us, Kathy. Thanks thank so much, Allison. This is Matt, husband and wife team. More partners or team, Part- whatever. Partners oh, team. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. There's two people on this team, so I think it makes partners. Yes. <laughs> and the kids? No. Uh, the kids. Um, they well, help sometimes. Sometimes. They, they supervise <laughs> and they taste test. And uh, occasionally the three-year-old will put the liners in the pans when he comes to the kitchen. Uh, but mostly it's a lot, a lot of quality control for him. Okay. That's a good task for kids to do. Um, what mostly else? frosting. Yeah, <laughs> mostly. Yes, well, only frosting. Cleaning up frosting from the spatula by... Well, by, we... Um, I don't... I'd make, like, no. banana, cup, no. I'd make banana cupcakes um, without frosting. We call them breakfast cupcakes. And, like, you know, I'll, I'll load oh, them with, like... Oh, that sounds really nice and healthy. Well, cool. you, know, you can load them up with other stuff and just say, like, okay, you know, it's, it's breakfast cupcakes. And uh, I'd keep them in the freezer for him. And... Um, one day, because I, I don't like to give them too many cupcakes, because you know, since we're in the business, it, mm-hmm. it'll stop being a treat and it kind of becomes like more routine, and like I a don't, household object. Yeah, yeah, and I don't want him to, to be like that. So one day, I, I did bring home cupcakes for him, 
and he goes to Matt and he's like, look, look, mommy, mommy brought cupcakes. And he's like, yeah, well, we have cupcakes. He's like, no, no, these have frosting. Uh, (laughs) So he picked off the chocolate chips, licked off all the frosting and then threw the cupcakes on the the carpet. (laughs) It's like, oh, wait, no, that's when the first time he licked all the frosting off, came back to you and was like, mommy. Need more frosting. Yeah, she said, Mommy, I need frosting. I need frosting to live. This he says frosting like that and uh bacon. He's like, Mommy, bacon. I need bacon. Oh, you need bacon, right? It's, right. it's that's what happens when you ban these things from kids and they like go crazy. It's kind of um it's really interesting, both of us being chefs and having like these crazy palates and, and trying all this new stuff and, and having a toddler who will like only eat bread or you know, he'll like only eat certain things. Like if he has a meatball and has something on it, I have to lick all the sauce off the meatball and give it to him. Mm-hmm. And Matt and her like, this can't be our kid. You know, the little one eats everything, but the big one. Yeah, is but the like, little one will eat everything as long as it's whole. I mean, there has yes. to be like, it has to be a mm-hmm. whole steak. Oh yeah. He'll and, pick and, a whole steak and eat it like a oh, little Oh, I man. see. He just likes to tear and yeah, gnash at things. So yeah, the, the, um, just we thought that our children would be more genetically predispossessed to eat just about everything, and it's it's becoming a little bit of challenge of a challenge. Uh, but we're not caving in. We're not going to be like, okay, you can only eat chicken nuggets and French fries. Um, like pretty much, you eat what's on the table, and if not, then you don't eat. And they get around to it eventually. That's funny. I feel like I've heard of this story before. Like the foodie, the gourmands raise a kid who's like meat and potatoes. Is that like an epic like, tragedy I've heard before? I, I, it's, I it's. I mean, we're we're generally meat and potatoes sort of people. Yeah, I mean, we're we are, but he he eats weird stuff too. It's like like he'll eat broccoli, which is you know it's not that weird, but he'll broccoli eat other cupcakes. Yes, no, but like <laughs> he'll eat. What was the one thing he ate? What I thought was weird was um, a few weeks ago for my birthday, we went out of Princeton for the weekend, and we went and we had Indian food, and Matt, like a schmuck, sees chili cheese pancake on the menu and thinks, ooh, it's going to have chili and nacho cheese on it. So we, was tired. we were really tired, and he comes out, and it's filled with, like, bird chilies and, like, paneer, oh. and he can't eat spicy food, and uh-huh. he's like... And now he feels like he has to eat it because this restaurant was kind of almost like these people's home, and it was like a, a mom and dad coming out. So he's like trying to eat this pancake, and he's crying. He's like, "Give me some milk!" The Indian people are laughing at him. They bring him milk, but then Toby, our two-year-old, is sitting there eating this bird wow. chili pancake like nothing, and he's he wants more of it. And I'm like, "Dude, wow, that's impressive." I was I was like, "Your two-year-old is schooling you in front of these Indian people, man." Yes, but my. Still looking for that chili and nacho cheese pancake somewhere. Yes. <laughs> Super taste buds. That's amazing. Yeah. Matt's from Matt's so. from Iowa and he's introduced me a lot to like the chili and cheese kind mm. of meat and potatoes world and, and casseroles. Casseroles. I never had casseroles before. Okay, I met me, you. yeah, me neither. And you're from New York. I'm from too, um, right? well we're both from Brooklyn. He moved mm-hmm. here when he was one. My family's been here since the twenties. So um, I grew up in like an Italian American household in uh, Diker Heights, Bensonhurst, and Bay Ridge. And uh, Matt grew up in Bay Ridge too, but his family's from Iowa, from a pig farming family. And before that, they owned brothels. <laughs> awesome. That's actually true. <laughs> it financed the so farm. cool. So you say you're meat and potatoes, but I feel like in the cupcake world, you're you go to the extremes when it comes to flavors. It, um, you know, what was funny about us is that cupcakes kind of were never really part of the plan for us. We never <laughs> set out to make a cupcake company. Uh, Matt and I were both chefs and pastry chefs specifically for a number of years. 
Mm-hmm. And I was in like my early 20s or, or mid 20s, I want to say. And I was a, a, I had gotten promoted to pastry chef at this fancy schmancy restaurant in the city. And, you know, my family was all ecstatic about coming and then they said listen you know we can't afford to go to this restaurant but we're really (laughs) proud of you and there was this real at that point there was this huge disconnect for me because I'd been working so hard to try to like break into the culinary scene and and this had happened I'd been in restaurants maybe six months and I was an exec Mm -hmm. and I'm like wait I'm like I'm working this hard but who my parents I am. can't enjoy it. Yeah, and like you know, people who I am like blue collar working class people from Bay Ridge, Brooklyn. You know, we don't eat in these restaurants because you know you can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that that doesn't seem right to me. And who I am to only be able to cook for rich people, like <laughs> only good fancy food is a realm of the rich, and the rest of us should be eating like you know chicken nuggets. And mm-hmm. that that was not right for me. So I've. Kind I mean, the same thing happened. When my parents came to the. The water club, like they, uh, they saved up for a good amount of time to go. And he was the exact pastry chef there. They got a discount and everything, and still, like, it's expensive, you know. And you, you get to this point, like, is this what I'm doing? Like, and, and you're not making a lot of money. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm breaking down. I'm like, with all the overtime I'm putting in, I'm making eight to ten dollars an hour to cook for rich people. Oh, and I thought that everybody deserved to eat well. So Matt and I sort of. We started moving our careers into like working into more smaller businesses in Brooklyn, working in gourmet shops, um, catering, trying to find ways to bring really good food to everyone. And we were having a lot of trouble doing it. I remember uh, taking over my friend's restaurant, which was a bar and grill, and introducing all these like like taking doing twists on on bar favorites and trying to upgrade it and people like didn't want it they wanted like cheese whiz and things like that and one guy said to me he's like listen he's like allison i'm a simple guy this is what i deserve simple food and i was like that's just not right so we opened a gourmet shop five days before the stock market crashed (laughs) with the intent of bringing really good food to our working class neighborhood and it just it wasn't taking people weren't getting it and you know we were running cheese classes and and cooking classes and people still were like well i don't understand like why should i buy vermont maple syrup when i can get aunt jemima for like a dollar fifty i'm like all right oh the one day when i had a conversation with a lady that she said log cabin was maple syrup and you're trying to explain and i was like or like we we opened up the she first. She fought for yeah. a good hour and a half. We opened up the first <laughs> cheese counter in that part of Brooklyn that wasn't oh, wow. serving just Italian cheeses, and people were coming going, "Do you have pepper jack?" And I'm like, "No, no. Well, you know, try this stuff." And they're like, "Cause that's we, the ultimate cheese." You know, but they 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 were like, "Oh, I shouldn't pay like you know you can get uh, American cheese for three ninety nine a pound. Why am I going to pay like twenty three dollars a pound for Humboldt Fog?" And were you guys discouraged? It, yes, we started mm. getting really discouraged. I'm like, you know, like I had such a passion for it that was instilled by I'm eating the banana cupcake right now and it's killing me yeah I love it um you know I'd been instilled with a, a great passion for food really from my family and from this community because mm-hmm. we'd have these Sunday dinners where my entire family would be there like my aunts uncles cousins and you'd have a, a table that sat, sat six people comfortably and we'd have probably about 30 people every <laughs> Sunday and that's where my love of food came from. It was bringing all of us together. and Big family Sunday dinners. Yeah. Love it. And, you know, we ate well. And, you know, we ate a lot out of my grandmother's garden. And I'm, like, not understanding the disconnect. We're like, okay, we all came, essentially, like, our, our grandparents came from Italy where you're eating such great food that you're growing yourself. And yeah. now, you, you know, we came it. here and became cops and firefighters and, and city workers. And, 
what happened? You know, where did, where did this go wrong? Um, so we were getting very discouraged and somebody came in, one of our old customers who used to order our cakes privately and asked for a cake. And, you know, he'd never cared that it costed more than like getting a carrot cake at the, at the grocery store because mm-hmm. the quality was better. And he came in two weeks in a row and asked for a private cake. Mm-hmm. And he said, Al, he's like, if you made this cake every day, I would buy a cake every day. And mm-hmm. I was like, okay, nobody's, nobody is making uh, or buying six carrot cakes a day. But I will make one cake a week and I will turn it into cupcakes instead. And then people are going to come into the store and grab a bite and grab a cupcake and go, oh, hey, you have cheese and charcuterie and jump on the bandwagon. And uh, the gourmet market never took off. But the cupcakes never happened. They just came in, bought cupcakes and left. But then we started selling like six to yeah, and that's when that's when after all these years of us trying to figure out a way to bridge that gap between good food and our community like cupcakes yes that was it it was like okay people don't want they didn't want the cheese they didn't want the good catering but everyone freaking loved cupcakes and we figured out it was just because i mean people love cake you find you found the bridge between yes. yeah so we're like okay now we have Damn. this thing ground yeah you I know. Hail that thing. Yeah. <laughs> is this a peanut butter frosting that, yes that's, uh, that's so good that's banana chocolate peanut butter that's called the funky it's monkey really and we're good. just delivering it to stores today <laughs> it's like banana bread on the cake but with chocolate chips studded in there. Yes. And then this frosting is peanut butter and has peanut butter or peanut sprinkles and then fudge. Oh my god, it's yes. so uh, I mean we we just decided to start taking the techniques that we knew from working in these mm. fancy restaurants and going, Okay, yep. you know what, I'm gonna make a dessert that would cost like uh, ten to twenty dollars in a fancy restaurant, but I'm gonna turn it into a cupcake that tastes two, that's like two fifty to three dollars. Right. Um, Make it fun. Yeah. I mean, the buttercreams we use, usually only see on wedding cakes or like very expensive event uh-huh. cakes. You never saw them on, on cupcakes. What do uh, other people use instead of butter? Um, they'll use butter, but they'll use uh, an American buttercream. Yeah, like, ours is a French fr- style uh-huh. powder bomb, but uh- a lot of people, you know, it takes a lot of time and, you know, I've been doing it for a long time, so... I know how to do it quick. I'm whisk that butter. And yeah. No, and get it done really, really rather quickly because it, okay. it is time consuming. It, it takes like you, you can an American like, style buttercream that saccharin sweet one you see in a lot of um, a lot of the commercial bakeries. Mm-hmm. You just take butter or I mean what many of them did until the trans fat law. Yeah, it was shortening. They throw, still use shortening because now there's a trans fat okay. free shortening. So then a lot of them use shortening, and then you throw in lots of powdered sugar and food coloring and mm-hmm. maybe some extract, and then you just whip it up. It takes. No time. It yeah. takes like three to five minutes. Yeah. Ours takes forty minutes to an hour and a half, depending on how much we're making. So I mean, mm-hmm. when she starts baking cupcakes for you know our Thursday deliveries, I will start making the buttercream right at the same time. Yeah, and they're usually done at the same time. But uh, I mean, the extra effort was like, it just tasted better. And, and it you was, don't skimp on the frosting either. No, you it give was, people a lot. It was, it was <laughs> kind of it funny. I used to, I remember the first time a cupcake shop opened in our neighborhood and I went, I'm like, oh, you know, I've been hearing all about cupcakes. And I went and I was like, I don't get it. I just, I I had one and I just didn't get it. I'm like, and I kept saying, why can't people make a cake that's moist or, you know, brush it with Mm -hmm. simple syrup or soak it with the liquid or use French buttercreams. And it took us to do it ourselves to get the cupcake that we wanted. And now I can't eat cupcakes anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Now we reach full circle. I've had like maybe four cupcakes in the past year. 
Um, we try I, the components of the new ones, but it's just you yeah. Know. You have to. Oh, taste well, we taste it. all the batters yeah. and the and the frosting. But by the time you've taste tested everything, it's kind mm. of I guess you've like eaten a, a decomposed cup or a deconstructed cupcake. Decomposed cupcake is decaying cupcake. That's the wrong <laughs> Sorry. So yeah, we um, the flavors. We never. I mean, we're going to start doing chocolate and vanilla soon, but it was like okay, let's. Well, take, we're not going to do your normal chocolate vanilla. Well, we're going to do like Tahitian vanilla bean or Valrona. But I mean, mm. it was always for us. Like mm. when we started dating, this was when we we've been together five years now, mm-hmm. and we were introduced like, oh, you guys are chefs, you should talk, and we stayed up all night and talked about dessert ideas till <laughs> like eight thirty the next. So morning. that's how you guys courted. Yeah, we stayed up all night, and <laughs> he it. came back to my place, and we read cookbooks, and then the next day was Easter Sunday, and we were on the phone every night just planning desserts and talking about like how? flavors and ingredients, and we were such nerds. Oh, that such is so nerds. adorable. So when we started that- doing the cupcakes it was like we started talking about flavors and it was like dating oh all my gosh over again and by this point we'd had two kids we were running a business you know that hardly takes, saw each other yeah we hardly saw each other it takes a lot out of a marriage and it like it totally revitalized our marriage where we'd stay up and go oh you know we should mix this ganache with like this <laughs> tea and do that green and, tea yeah mm. so i mean we have do we do a green tea cupcake uh not yet we have it on the list i mean we have We've, we're close to 100 oh, we that's done. Do the ginger wasabi one. Yes, Maybe. we didn't do green tea yet. Mmm, ginger wasabi. Yes, Crazy. that was a, a Chinese New Year cupcake. But that, it was the, the, I guess what we try to do is think of ideas for desserts we would do if we were still in restaurants. And then mm-hmm. we just find a way to make them portable. Yeah. So no matter who okay. you are, no matter what you're doing, you know, you don't have to go to like, I don't want to name names, but like the fanciest restaurant in town for mm-hmm. your anniversary. You could have that one little moment where you have something that's kind of personal, well totally. planned out, and yeah. just for you. I mean, we are coming. Hey, I'm happy that the fall's coming around because then that gives us harder squashes and stuff to work with. Yeah. Because we, we didn't do a lot of that last year. I really want to do a lot of that this oh, year. Oh, cool. We work, squash. We, we work seasonally. Um, I mean, we. We can't work as, as super locally as we'd like because it would just raise the price point too much. But we're very, uh, you know, like when berries are big, we'll do yeah. like two, three weeks. Just Get into the spirit. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm kind of sick of berries right now. Well, <laughs> we, had, yeah. we had three good weeks, three good weeks I mean, this year. Yeah. But I mean, we did a lot of berry and cupcakes this, this summer and it was just like, by the end of this, like... I'm kind of tired yeah. of eating You said the a lot same thing about apples last year. I know. We did nothing I do apple that, But that's why like I'm months. so happy that, you know, when it comes around, like, you know, seasons are short now. It's like, when you were a kid, when you, remember when you, were, when you were a kid, it took forever for the holidays to come around. Christmas, what is Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And now I'm like, look, and I'm like, mm. it's, it was like September 13th mm. now? Jeez. Yeah, I'm, I, I, I was like, crap, we gotta buy Christmas presents for the kids soon. <laughs> Um, I'm I'm sorry. I'm like catatonic with that. And that was an awesome cupcake. Thank you I'm so sorry. much. I just peeled off all, every little bit of crumb and uh, buttercream. Um, quick question before we skip to a little song inter break inter inter break inter break. I just made that up. That uh, <laughs> uh, did you guys ever like imagine that you'd be um, working as business partners in a marriage before? Oh. Uh, no. It's well, kind yeah, of no and yes. I think I think well, it was something. No for me. Yeah. <laughs> no, it was something that we talked about for years. I mean, the first night we were together, and we we weren't dating at this point, but the first night we met, we talked about it, and 
we'd always been so involved in each other's jobs. Like mm. whenever we'd come home, we'd talk about what menus we were doing, what was going on in, in the food business and, and input our ideas to each other. And, you know, I learned so much from him all the time. And uh, I hope he, he learns yeah. a thing or, or two for me, but probably not. Uh, <laughs> he's not even listening to me right now. Oh. Nope. <laughs> um, so, no, but, you know, we, it's been a challenge because, like, for the last year, um, we have not been apart almost, I mean, the most is a couple hours. Yeah, yeah. like, I mean. Wow. But like, and that is kind of a challenge. It's uh, not a challenge. I am gone I mean, for like two hours and you're texting no, me all the time. I love you. I miss you all the time. All right, yeah, sorry to bring up a sore topic here. No, I think that you guys are really, really awesome. Every time I see you, you're like working together and it just makes me feel happy. I don't think every married but, couple can work together, but it, it works for us. Good. Know? Amen to that. Um, we'll be right back. Jack picked out a song and be here in a few. Let's eat in. I'm your host, Kathy Irway, and we're talking to Allison and Matt Roberts. Robicelli. Why did I just say that? I have no, I no idea. <laughs> <laughs> it has an R. Yeah, okay. Robicelli. Robicelli? Uh, either or. <laughs> either or. My dad mispronounces our last name all the time. My gra- I think everyone in my family has a different pronunciation oh. name. So Okay, so I didn't do too bad. Then. No, not at all. <laughs> okay, so anyway, they're from Robicelli's Brooklyn Cupcakes. Um, uh, just a quick mention, Craft Beer Week is September 24th to October 3rd. Um, also this week, Let Us Eat Local is Just Food's annual celebration of food. Over 25 chefs are participating in it, and it's a great um, event. Um, there's going to be speakers giving inspiring talks. There's going to be lots of food to eat, um, and it's a pro- all proceeds go to this local, you know, nonprofit organization, Just Food. Um, I was so pleased because a number of people stepped up, and or I actually asked them, and then they happily stepped up to donate a gift for the silent auction. And Allison and Matt are one of those people. They're donating a, a private cupcake class, cupcake making class. Yes, yes, we're. Uh, doing a cupcake class where we have people come in and work for us so I can take a nap. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a lot of dish doing and uh, you'll be making some boxes and uh, listening to us bicker, I guess. <laughs> that sounds like my kind of class. Just get in there, you know, just well, we taught, work with it. We've taught at the Brooklyn Kitchen. Um, when did we do that? Like April 
and I th- I'm really excited because that was a much bigger class, but this is going to be a lot smaller and a lot more intimate. Mm-hmm. And I feel like we work better if we have a, a you know a smaller group of people. Yeah, and you don't have to shout or something. Yeah, and we do we do so much more than cupcakes. Uh, I mean, I know that's what we've gotten we known do for. Of hand and <laughs> it's all juggling. sorts of st- you juggle. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, we, I was a savory chef. I started in savory, oh, really? uh, and you know we used to do everything I mean, Matt's done the sugar sculptures and, and chocolate and we, I mean we'll do a little bit of everything so whatever kind of baking you're into we could work with you and uh, talk about it at the class because awesome I mean I, I'm just kind of excited to hang out with somebody show them what it's like to you know work in an industrial kitchen in Sunset Park and that's that'll be fun work yeah. a hundred year old elevator I bet you guys get lots of requests for flavor. Can you make a red velvet? Yeah, Yeah, we will never make red velvet. That's the the one thing I'm so dead set against. Because, I mean... You know what? I might make what the original red velvet is. Hold on. Okay. Go on. The original red velvet, I'm going to put the story out there so everyone knows. I think I know what it is. A beet cake. Yes. Beet juice. No, it was shredded beets. Like, it would make a carrot cake. Darn it. Okay. With a farmer's cheese top. And it had Ooh. cinnamon in it. So. But over the years, like someone go, hey, we can make this into a chocolate cake. So they add cocoa powder to it. And then so I was like, oh, I don't like beets. So probably just like, well, let's use red food dye. So then that. You should make then, the original beet. Uh, we, beet. we want to, but we're going to wait for the season to come around. If Yeah. If, if we could figure out. I have beets. We yeah. have beets. <laughs> if we could sell it. I mean, I definitely want to do a beet cake. I mean, a lot of our more adventurous flavors, they don't sell. So you don't see them in stores oh, as yeah. much. But red velvet is is it crosses the line because people look at it and they're like, oh my god, it's red velvet because. And then, but then they're and they're like, wait, it's not red velvet, you know? Because they, they've it's yeah. a chocolate. It's gotten I so mean, corrupted. It's, it's a chocolate cupcake that's like hyped up on on chemical and dye. Food, I know chemical dye. What? I don't know. And, it, and people just. I mean, our thing against. Don't they get it? Yeah. Our thing against food coloring. It's not about like health or the environment or or any of that stuff. It's just it just seems oh. silly. Yes. You know, you wouldn't dye like a piece of chicken purple for like Easter. Or All right, you got to come up with another analogy because every time we do some sort of you interview, think of you do the chicken. purple chicken. No, you do <laughs> purple chicken. Only those, those, those are the first two things that come in my head. It's going to die cucumber green. You die cucumber like magenta. You know, I mean, just that seems silly. It is silly. And, yeah. but, you know, but you wouldn't do that because that would be gross or like green beer. Like that's kind of a little sketch. But then you're like, oh, well, I'm going to dye this chocolate cake red. Yeah, let's do this. Let's make yeah. it match my dress. I people, mean, d- people don't realize that that's food cutting and that's that's all it is, and the massive quantities. Like a, it's like a bottle of yeah, food coloring. There's a lot there's of that's why it's so that goes I dark. I remember watching a show. I'm not going to mention it, but I mean, they. I was like looking at the batter, and I was like, "Oh my god!" I'm like, "That is so red." I'm like, "I am happy. I'm not a it's judge. Silly. And have to eat that." Oh, I yeah. think it's also deceiving because it's such an intense color used produced because you added a bottle of food dye. Is makes people think it's really um, intense in something. Yeah, like, I, I can understand yeah. what you're saying. Like you think it's going to be extra flavorful, but it's or, just or decadent, or it has a lot of high something. Yeah, I, I mean, know. well, I mean, the all natural well, ones are you can use, and they have all natural dyes. Are and the, crazy, yeah. And the ones that they bottle are really expensive. I mean, oh. it's like four times the price for a bottle. Well, and, and it's also almost- like crushed beetles for red dye. And yeah. like you tell people that like it's all natural. It's crushed beetles. That just, no, that doesn't make it good. <laughs> I'd rather have the chemicals at this point than the beetles. <laughs> uh, you know, and another thing we sat Please. down when we started doing cupcakes and 
there's been you know a ton of talk about how cupcakes are over or is the trend going to die I mean th- th- there's an article that comes out every yeah, six weeks I didn't want to talk about that today because I was like I'm a little over that yeah debate. I mean every six weeks somebody is like do you guys seriously have nothing better to write about <laughs> at this point come on I mean because it's, it's like saying like you know peanut butter and jelly sandwiches it's like or, saying or, sandwiches are or over or like you know sliced pizzas over you can't yeah. Oh man, cookies are bu- over. Exactly. I it's- mean, the, the straight up why cupcakes are popular. I'm going to put this to rest right now. I All don't right. know why no one has thought of this. Everyone loves cake. Mm-hmm. You get cake like on your birthday or someone else's birthday or a wedding or something. And that doesn't happen very often. Right. So you're looking at maybe like 0.005% of your year you're actually eating any cake, but you love cake. Cupcakes. Or portable or cake. Or portable cakes. You don't have to buy a whole cake. You don't have to, like, because if you go out and buy a cake because you're in the mood for cake, you know you're eating the whole thing. Mm-hmm. You can, it, it's like the first guy who took a, p- a pizza and said, I'm going to cut this into slices and sell it in a p- by the slice. By the slice. Or the first person who said, you know what? I'm not going to sell this roast beef. I'm going to make a sandwich out of it. And mm-hmm. you can have, like, a steak. A hamburger is a steak on a bun. It's portable. Cupcakes are portable cake. Cake. Wow, that you is are so it. Right. It's just it's a it's not going to go away. It's not a trend. It's it is a genre at this point. It's taking something that everyone likes and making it portable, making it something like you could have, you know, you could celebrate having a good day at work or buying a new purse or meeting a nice guy and have a little individual celebration. I mean, we can talk about all the psychology or the I retro. I always celebrate meeting a nice guy. You do. <laughs> you know, but they talk about these things like they're looking so deep into it. Like, oh, it's about, you know, nostalgia or it's yeah, about, you know, feeling kitty, like you're at yeah. your mom's house. It's like, no, well, it's just people like cake. It's delicious. I feel like you should write for these blogs now. I, sh- I yes, should. And our, our, our cupcakes are... We take that one step further, and we make we try to make all sorts of desserts portable. Like we mm-hmm. like our tiramisu, the chicken and waffles. Chicken and waffles. You cannot walk down the street eating a chicken and waffles, but with us, you can. <laughs> Sweet. Um, the the Iona, which was the pear olive oil blue cheese. It's like cupcake. a salad. Sort it's of. like kind of like or olive like a, a, a cheese plate. It Ooh. just it just makes it. It's a it's That's an individual insane. serving. It's not that I don't know why nobody they've been talking about this for like twelve years. Why has it anyone said that yet? It, that's why it is. You know, it's portion control. So when we decided to do cupcakes, they'd already talked about, like, okay, it's over, it's over. I don't feel that they're over, they ever will be over. Red Velvet, I kind of felt, was over. I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I don't want to see this again, you now, know? Now I don't either, yeah. And, it, yeah, it's just, it's a lot of stuff in your, poisoning your body. I don't it, know. It's, 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 it's not even about that. It's I just, chocolate I just, cake with red food coloring. I it's mean, just everywhere. eat chocolate cake with a cream cheese top. <laughs> I mean, that's all, right. all it is. All right, you guys, you guys are the best. Um, I just need to know what you would make for yourselves on a nice date for either or. I don't know who's the alpha cook in the family. Oh, we'd be right? going out. Oh, you'd be going. Oh, out. we'd be going out. <laughs> I uh, we cook for a living. I'm, I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I hear about this a lot. My kitchen is like the chef dilemma. My kitchen's like one foot by one foot. Uh, you know, it's it's terrible and. I mean, when we get to eat out, we can. The one thing I made for you when we were dating that I made you seven layer dip. Yes, we're comfort food people. (laughs) And I made her uh, crunk monsieur's on uh, on pretzel pretzel croissants. Oh, and Matt wants me to make gravy. 
um, every day. Every day, I, I haven't made gravy for you that many times. Gravy once. for us is <laughs> like is brujol and the meatballs and the sausage. I just want and the pork meatballs and, the and sausage sauce. and sauce. I'm not saying hey, go we out. We go and to like, my mother's house. My mother makes gravy. I'm not making gravy for two people. That's ridiculous. I'm not waking <laughs> up at seven o'clock in the morning to make you gravy. You're not waking up at seven o'clock you in the morning anyway. Put no, gravy in the fridge and you know those ice cube trays. So you have an individual portion of gravy. Every yeah, day. my or grandmother the freezer, used to do, My grandma when I went to college, I used to complain about the food at Boston University and. I came home and she made little portions of gravy in these little things. So I would so, put I gravy mean, in my We'll door. go out to like an Italian restaurant, like a, a red sauce joint, and I'll order like whatever. But I always have to get a side order of meatballs because she won't make them for me. They take me forever. <laughs> I mean, I mean, the reason that we go to that place that's Swedish and sells really, really weird furniture, I'm not going to mention the name, <laughs> but we, we go there well, to the, get meatballs. No, because and the it, kids want to go there yeah. every day. <laughs> but the one thing that it's amazes like me that they like use their gym. they have yeah. they sell they sell penny with pasta with uh, tomato sauce. Oh, it's but terrible! But they but they use they, they use the, the same meatballs. <laughs> horrible it's like wow it's international in my mouth right now that sounds like a fun date meal go to the ikea and get yourself some meatballs on penny our kids make us do it like every couple of weeks because they have they can play in the toy section so we're like okay fine and we can have a dinner out with the kids and like if toby rubs well yeah but when toby rubs rubs macaroni and cheese in his hair i don't really feel as bad in the ikea as i do at like he gave himself like a gelled up faux hawk with, yeah, he had, with it was a cheese, cheese. faux hawk. It was hilarious. But you don't hear about that at Ikea. It's like, okay, Atticus just put lingonberries down his pants and ran across the cafeteria. That's fine. I don't care. I'm at Ikea. Seriously, take off those pants. Who gives a crap? Um, oh, man. I really want to go to Ikea now. All right, guys. I'm sorry that this is like just about a much as much time as we have oh well we had a great time and thanks for having us thank you so much for sharing your fabulous and inspiring story i really really appreciate it and i hope that um everyone gets to enjoy the fruits of your labor of the wonderful cupcakes very soon okay and uh make sure you guys follow us on twitter on uh robocellis because that is the one thing i i update regularly i don't know what this week is uh, I'm just trying to survive this week, um, but yeah, make sure you follow our Twitter feed because that's like the, pretty much the only thing I I update really regularly because uh, it's in my pocket, and oh. we have something very exciting coming up on Wednesday, which will be announced on Wednesday. Uh-oh. So so keep I'll your have eyes to look peeled out for that. And yeah. if you want to win Matt and Allison's cupcake class, check out JustFood.org for the silent auction gifts. Um, thank you so much for listening. I'm your host Kathy Airway, and this is Let's Eat In. See you next week. <laughs>